Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,864. The topic is training, and the title is, What is the right weight to use for technique development? So what I'm looking at today is for powerlifting. We're going to talk about technique development for squat, bench, and deadlift. I've seen everything under the sun. (laughs) So I want to give a little bit of clarity based on what I've experienced in my training and coaching other clients to give kind of a better starting place for people to play with for this concept. As a backstory, I'm helping one of my clients, current clients, get ready for a power to meet. We've been working together since uh, February. So we've been working together for a good couple months now, like uh, nine, 10 months. And it's been going super duper well. They're progressing everywhere. So yay, yay, yay. (laughs) And in their programming, as we're getting closer and closer to the meet, they're doing a lot of singles. And we're working up uh, usually between 80 to 90% in most of our workouts. So for example, their max squat, previous max squat in the meet was 650. Our goal at the upcoming meet is 675. And they're easily on track, should be good. A recent workout we did, you don't have to write all these numbers down, just like listen to it in your mind, is they did, after movement prep, they did we did like hip mobility, we did calf stretching, did all these things. So after, once they're ready to go, we would squat the bar for two reps, 135, 225, 275, 315, 365, 405. Those would all be two rep sets. Then we do a single at 455, 495, 545. So they're doing all of that, and we would count that as their warm up. <laughs> so, what that's doing is it's building us up to the weights then that we would feel improvement and feel resistance. We would feel a challenge to. So, 545, for example, is around like 82, 83% of their current max. So we're getting them up over that 80% mark. Then our working sets, we're just doing a single at 565, 585, and then 605. Now the reason this is a lower amount of volume because we are uh, also deadlifting on that day. So I know that I have to save some of the volume capacity that they would have for the workout for their deadlift. Due to their workout structure, their life schedule, they can only get to a gym that has powerlifting-specific equipment one day a week. So we maximize that day to do squat and deadlift together. We do not add bench press because the workout would be way too long, and I feel as though it would be way, way too taxing on their uh, connective tissues, muscle tissues, recovery capacity, um, where they can normally train at home and at another friend's gym, has good enough bench press equipment that that's fine. But I wanted them to be able to use a better rack and a better bar for squatting. And the gym, there's backstories to everything, but the gym is getting in uh, kilogram plates that we're going to use as well. So it works out well (laughs) that they can squat and deadlift on the same day. But that is their their workout for the day. That's their squat workout. What they're doing is, is at the 6.05, they're at 93% of their old max, but only 89% of their new max. 
So they're around that 90% mark. So we warm up to get at or slightly above 80%, and then we do a lot of our volume work between 80 to 90%. What we found when we first started working together was he, he couldn't tell that there were certain technique flaws. He would drift forward into his toes, so the bar path wasn't perfectly straight, but yet he would say, oh, that rip was super fast. I'm like, ooh, um, maybe, <laughs> but we don't want to drive only through our quads. We want to get more adductors and glutes involved because drifting forward into your toes, you're going to hit a maximal effort that's not actually a true max. It's just a max effort for an imbalanced muscle usage. If we were to sit back into our heels, better use the adductors and glutes, all of a sudden your total capacity for strength will increase over time. So what we started talking about was he would he would do lifts and they would feel good or not feel good, but he wouldn't always know why and he wouldn't recognize whether the good thing or the bad thing was a good thing or bad thing. So for example, if he was fast, but he was in his toes, he thought that was good. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> we have to get out of your toes. So what we found by me starting to write his programming, we do weekly video reviews. So he sends me videos of his lifts and I send back feedback. But we found it weights under 500 pounds. He can't really feel his technique too well. Uh, his foot pressure, his knee positioning, whether he just forward or not. He'll do micro flaws in technique, but won't recognize it and therefore doesn't know to correct it in the training sessions. Also, one of the things he struggles with is that as he gets as the bar gets heavier, it pushes him forward more and more into his toes, and he has not developed the ability to fight against that. He just hasn't had enough practice under heavier weight loads to fight against that forward push of the bar. So we essentially found that it weights over 500 and more so about 540 or more, is when he could think of his cues and get real-time feedback. He was aware of the positioning because it was heavy enough that he could feel it being correct or incorrect while he was under the weight. Before, he would send me videos and have no clue if they were good or bad. I would send him information back, and then he'd work on it in the next program, the next workout. That would work great, but now... He sends me videos saying, hey, in set two, I noticed I drifted forward on my toes, so I corrected that by increasing the external rotation of my knees harder on set three, which kept me back on my heels, and you can see my bar path is straight. I'm like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> so I love it because now he can see these things, and he's correcting them within the workout. It's freaking awesome. And that's what I love about where we're at in his programming and in his technique awareness development is he can actually start finding these flaws in the workout, correcting them himself. And then whenever he sends them, we refine it, but now he's just making faster and faster progress. So for him, we found he started to feel correct technique once he got over 80%. But that's with squats. For bench press, it's the same thing that it's over 80%. He starts to feel it. However, he can't go up to 90% too often. His bench press, he just feels fatigued. He starts to get maybe a little bit of an elbow problem or shoulder problem. The bar speed starts slowing down. It just doesn't look as good. So we found that the window 
for his bench press is between 80 to 85%. We do a lot of volume at 82.5 up to 85%. And that keeps the bar speed fast, keeps him feeling good, and we're continuing to progress. For his deadlift, we found that really we only need 80 to 85%. And whenever we want to go heavier, it's there. But we don't need to go heavier as often. His technique is pretty good in deadlift. There's just a couple things that when he goes heavy, even like, hey, remember this, remember this. But if he goes too heavy too often, not only does his deadlift suffer, but his squat suffers as well. Now, some of these differences between the lifts can be explained by the size of the muscles being involved. You know, the size of the muscles you use in squats, your leg muscles are a lot bigger than the size of the muscles you use in bench press. Especially him, he's more of a lower body dominant type build. So the size of the muscles matter. The bigger the muscles, they could probably handle bigger weight loads for more volume. Also, whether there's an eccentric loading portion of the lift. Deadlift, there's no eccentric. Squats, there's one hell of an eccentric. <laughs> so... We, we would know then, okay, if there's an eccentric component, I can't do as much volume and I have to be maybe a little more careful of weight load. Whereas with deadlift, if there's no eccentric portion, you might think, okay, maybe I could do more volume, maybe I could do more weight load. However, the third factor is also the different CNS hit. For him, he has to get revved up and excited and deadlifts crush him after he's done with them. He's most fatigued after deadlifts. Whereas for squat and bench press, he can kind of micro-control everything through the eccentric. He feels under control more. It's less aggression, less explosion, so he doesn't feel as fatigued by them. So there are variable components as to why like one lift would feel better at a certain percentage versus another lift. But what we found in his training now, and like I said, we've been working together since February, is we found his strength window. What this means is it's a space in weight load selection where the bottom of the window is a weight that starts to feel helpful. It's not so light that you can just do it half-assed without great technique. It's heavy enough that you're like, ooh, if I'm not right in my technique, this actually feels a little harder than it should. That's the bottom of the window. But then the top of the window is something that would be so heavy that you, you can't really feel your technique, you're just trying to survive it. It's extremely exhausting, extremely fatiguing, and you just can't do it as often. And that would typically be lifts over, say, 90%. So his window, we found, is between 80 to 90%. Everyone's window would be different based on muscle mass, recovery capacity, strength levels, training frequency, etc. There are a lot of influences towards each individual's window. However, if you're looking for a place to start, if you're wondering what would be a good weight load to use to work on technique, for most people that's going to be between 80 to 90 percent and it's going to be usually sets of one or two reps. Very rarely do I do sets of three when I'm working on technique because especially for something like squats, you start getting into improper bracing just due to being out of breath. Uh, if you've ever done really, really heavy squats, uh, three reps can actually take quite a while uh, to brace properly and be under that weight loop properly. So you can actually get out of breath at three reps. But that 80 to 90 window, 80 to 90% window is usually what I like. If we're doing, say, 80%, yeah, we can do some sets of threes maybe. 
But then usually once I get over 80%, up to about 85%, I like to do just doubles. And then anything over 85%, I tend to like to do singles. I would be cautious when you're starting out and suggest that you just do singles at first. Try like six sets of one rep at, say, 82.5%. If that goes well, go to six sets of one rep at 85%. You would just work your way up. Rather than starting with, you know, 80% for four sets of three, that's just going to be kind of hard to sustain that over the full four sets. It takes time to build up strength endurance. The reason why I wanted to make the podcast was I see often on social media, and I see it in the gym, Brutal Iron Gym, that people do technique work at too light of weight loads. And sometimes they do it with too many repetitions. I saw a person post recently, they did 65% of their one rep max for six sets of six reps, saying that this was going to help improve their technique. Hell no. That's way too light to feel proper technique. That's way too many damn repetitions per set. There's no way that's going to transfer over to uh, single technique, like single rep technique. Another person I saw, they did 70% for 10 sets of one rep. It's just too light. 70%, again, isn't going to... You're not going to feel the weight kind of pushing you around and you have to brace harder and fight against it. It's just too light, too easy of a weight. Another person, their whole squat workout, they worked up and just did 80% for three sets of one rep. That's just not enough volume. That's not enough weight load. It's not enough practice. So I see people being variable in what they use outside of a useful window. So I wanted to provide a useful window. (laughs) Now, I've helped people earn elite totals, international elite totals, top 50 national rankings. Uh, I've helped people do amazing, wonderful things in powerlifting. And in general, what I have found is that the window of 80 to 90% works best and anywhere between one to three reps, but mostly one to two reps. So if you're looking for technique improvement, that would be the weight load that I would suggest using. It's heavy enough to feel if things are right or wrong, but it's not so heavy that if you get it wrong, you get hurt or that you only get one or two chances to practice it because it's so heavy and then you're too fatigued to continue. So 80 to 90% is a good window. Sets of one to two reps. Every once in a while you could try three, but usually one to two is best. Then what you look for from week to week is, do I see improvement in my technique? Am I fixing this thing that usually happens every single week? Is it now happening every other week? Is, am I improving in technique? Also, is my speed consistent? We want to make sure you're not getting sluggish over the four weeks. Like I do new programs for all my clients every four weeks. So if week three and four kind of look slower than week one and two, but we didn't increase weight load, then we're going too heavy too often and I got to bring that down. So we want to make sure the technique is improving, make sure their speed is consistent. And then also just make sure we can make some small increases. You know, every four weeks, maybe we add an extra repetition or an extra set or five extra pounds. We just make small little increases to keep pushing things up. But I thought that would be helpful, give you a good ballpark of what weight you should be using if you're wanting to work on technique development. Again, it's 80 to 90% and sets of one to two, every once in a while, three reps. Cool. 
Okay, well, if you have any questions about programming, if you want any help, we're offering free 15-minute consultations right now. You can shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com or you can check out our website, www.brutalironjim.com and go to the one-on-one services page. You can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. We talk virtually face-to-face. Tell me about your goals, tell me about your struggles, and I'll tell you what we can do to work against that. Okay, if you need anything, let me know. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jam. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.